For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Talk Recorded live. Praise the Lord, everyone. This is the day that the Lord has made. We shall rejoice and be glad in it. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. Blessed be its holy name. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run into it and they are saved. I'm not sure if you could hear the song that was playing when uh, you first got on. But I found this amazing song. I'm going to do this. And uh, we're going to try to do it at church, but I think it sums up where we are as a congregation. And what I'm going to try to do is simply read it to you because I'm not sure you can hear it. And it's called Pour Into Me. It's from an album called Atmosphere of Heaven. I'm going to find that out, but hallelujah. It says, I empty myself. So you can come and pour into me. It says, I'm denying myself. So you can come and pour into me. And it basically says that over and over again. It's a praise song. And the chorus is, pour into me, pour into me, come pour into me. I believe in this season, if we're going to see God move in the church in a way that this generation has not seen, You know, God always has a remnant. There are always people that know God, that are doing exploits, that are laying hands on the sick. The sick is recovering. They're seeing recreative miracles. 
They're doing the greater works that Jesus said his church would do. And I praise the Lord for that. There are always people, no matter what kind of denomination that you're part of, there's always someone in that church that have grabbed a hold of the altar that has come into relationship with God, communing with God on their bed at night, worshiping him, praying to him, loving him. There's all that, always that one. Nobody said, nobody gave titles, but you knew if you had a dream, they can tell you what the Lord said. Now, I'm not talking about that other stuff. Y'all know me better than that. But there's always someone that's made a decision that I want to know God for myself. I want to know him in the pardoning of my sins. I want to know what heaven is like while I'm still on earth. But I believe that God is looking to pour out his spirit on a body that's made a decisive decision. That I'm going to be the living sacrifice. So daily, not my plans, but your plans be done in my life. Not my will, but yours be done in me. As this psalmist has framed the heart of one who seeks to know the Father. There are things God requires of us that's not sin. But if we want to be part of the next move of God, we may have to give up our plans for his plans. We may have to lay aside our will that his would be done, that our heart cry is that my will will be his will and his will my will and we will be one voice. We will go into the vineyard as we see in the Song of Solomon together, leaning on our beloved, recognizing it's not what I can build or what He wants to build, but what in our union together we are to build. You see, God is sovereign. He's going to do something. From Genesis to Revelation, he's never lost control. Not even when it looked like it or felt like it. 
He always knew the end from the beginning. So his plan was established. We come into salvation, but we still have our ways, our plans, our thoughts, our attitudes. If we're not careful, we'll surround ourselves with like-minded people and never grow because we may be the leader of the pack. And everything seems to be going just fine. But it's still about our will. But it's when we finally get to the point that it's not what God can do or what I can do, but what we can do together to impact humanity is the object of his love letter to us. And his call to his bride. We see that in natural marriages. You know, it's amazing what happens when a man gets it in his mind that I'm the head honcho. Everybody else has to do what I want them to do because I'm the man. And he makes his plans. And they become the sovereignty of the household. doesn't negate the fact that the wife has a will, the children have will. We're all made in the image of God. This is where some homes stop, and unfortunately, even some Christian homes stop. But I don't believe that was ever God's intention. In fact, I know it was never God's intention. Because in the beginning, he created them, male and female. He created them. And he gave them dominion. So a lot of our identity crisis, especially for strong females, have simply been perpetuated by a broken church, broken people, and a broken world. But it was never God's intention. What does the church and what does the family look like? When the two become one flesh and they've gone through their test and their season, 
We see in the Song of Solomon, the bridegroom and the bride coming out of the wilderness. She's leaning on her beloved. You see that word in that passage of scripture that is often translated wilderness can also be translated desert, a dry place, a barren place, a non-productive place. That's when the relationship is out of balance. The things that God would be birthed into the world is met with barrenness. But when you learn to lean on your beloved, you become a fruitful bough. that grows even overflowing the walls and the gates, producing fruit. It is from this place that you go into the vineyard and build together. I believe what Daddy God is trying, not trying, (laughs) we just need to decide what he is doing (laughs) a church that has been barren and nonproductive. Because although she has her father's eye, nothing else about her has reflected her father's heart. So we've seen her barrenness and her inability to reproduce life. I believe in this season When we begin to cry out to Holy Spirit to pour into us, to pour us, pour into us, fill us up, impregnate us with purpose. Intoxicate us with your love. Show us your plans, God. Not so we can cry about them and say, oh, God, you chose me. And then turn away in our barrenness and refuse to produce That's how why sometimes in church I look out and I see people. I see their emotions, their emotional outcry. There's absolutely nothing wrong with it. But I think to myself, these people have been crying about the same thing 
their entire lifetime. Why? God has a will. They have theirs. But they've never laid down their will for his will to come into agreement with what he really wants. So it's fine. Emotion's great. But when everything is said and done, will the desert, the place of barrenness, become a place of a fruitful bough? Will the one who cries for her beloved find him? And lean upon him, taking his hand, and say, come, let us go into the vineyard. Let us do this thing that you have created me to do. I'm leaning on you, trusting you. I realize that it can only happen if... We do it together. Come, let us go into the vineyard. Come, let us produce that which only can be produced in union with our beloved, as we cry out to the Father this morning, let it not be in vain or vanity. For God truly is seeking those that will worship him in spirit and in truth. For truly worship is not a song. It is the bride leaning on the bridegroom with no strength in and of herself, but totally, completely leaning and trusting in her beloved to take her into the places that he has frequented, that he has set apart for their building. The vineyard that's been laid aside to be their place of production and creation. 
where work is worship and worship is work. And everything in them produces everything that is in him. Father God, we beseech you this morning to pour into us. We choose, Father, to be emptied so that you can fill us up, God, anew and fresh. As the fresh wind of heaven is beginning to blow, God, and the four horsemen have gone to the end of the earth, empty us, God, that we would be in the place and the position that you have called us to. Empty us, Abba, Father, that we would be prepared, a prepared people. As the earth begins to shake and groan, and men's hearts fail, there is yet a remnant in the earth. that has acquired the right posture. They're coming up out of their wilderness, leaning, trusting, hoping, believing in the one who was and is and shall be forevermore. Blessed by the confidence in knowing that King Jesus is at her side. And the gift of the Holy Spirit resides in her. That she may learn as she goes about her task in the vineyard preparing the best wine plucking the grapes of wrath preparing the best wine As the word begins to fill her vessel, and she presents herself before the king, what he will taste is that the best wine was saved for the last. Abba Father, thank you so much 
for allowing us the opportunity to be your best wife. I find your words so amazing, God. Little stories that seemed so simple at first are filled with a richness of analogies to teach and guide us. Some say they are but stories. I believe they are your absolute truth. Written in such a way that no matter who reads it, what they need becomes apparent. For they are your teachable moments that we all encounter. You are an amazing God, truly, truly, Lord. Books written by a hodgepodge of writers. You breathed on them by the power of your Holy Spirit and infused every line with your life and your truth. Truly, you are an amazing God. Truly, you're worthy of all worship and praise and adoration. Father, we thank you and we praise you this morning. The fruit of our lips giving praise. We are so grateful, Daddy. God. You're God in the midst of your people. And we are your people, God. We're thankful, Father. that we don't have to go it alone. Surround us with your spirit. Pour in the water and the wine. Teach us to know you and to fear you. Help us. Help us carry the righteous indignation, your passion and your power as we impact our sphere that you have assigned us to. God, as you begin to raise up leaders, into roles of leadership. 
Thank you, Father God, that you are calling those with the heart of a servant. With bowed hearts and knees. Those that have postured themselves. To be at the feet of your disciples. As they go about building. What do you have ordained for this generation? We thank you that you are the great I am. Father, you are moving all over this earth. We are thankful and grateful that you are moving all over this earth. That you are building your kingdom. Let your kingdom come, Lord. Your will be done, Father. You are the I am that I am. There is no other God. You are sovereign God and sovereign Lord. You are truly, truly, truly amazing. Praise the Lord, everyone. If there are any prayer requests, please let us know this morning. I will be praying for healing issues. My mom is um, going to the doctor. She... They found Parkinson. They think she has Parkinson disease on top of everything else she's been dealing with. She needs a recreative miracle in her body. Um, there's a lot that I'm seeing, no one's saying. But it's as if they're just trying to keep her comfortable as much as possible. You know, you have to fight. You know, I made it up in my mind. There are times that we get upset, we get mad. We get mad at ourselves, we get mad at God, we get mad at everybody around us. Now, you see, here what the issue is. 
we get mad, we get bitter, we're hurting, all of the above. And some of us make up in our mind that we're not going any further than where we are. And we just want out of here. So we proceed not to do the things that we need to do. Oh, I'm sure if somebody asked you if you were committing suicide, you would tell them, no, I'm not. But sometimes there's a deep bitterness and hatred in our hearts that invites the enemy But what I have observed, the length of days is God's business. The quality of life is ours. You might say, Sherelle, no, but the answer is yes. We are stewards of this life that he's given us. Jesus was only 33 and a half. He was a steward of his life. Look what a 33-year-old man can do that's sold out to the Father. He is our Savior. His legacy continues. Some people live to be old. And they don't leave a positive legacy. In fact, they often pass on their bitterness and their anger to the next generation. (coughs) (coughs) Their infirmity and their dis-ease with life. What am I saying? We have a decision to make. With what God has given us, we will, will we live to the glory of God for the rest of our lives? So we thank you, Father, we present Our body is a living sacrifice, Romans 12, 1 and 2. Father, you teach us in your word that one of the keys of being whole is forgiveness, God. We want to see people punished that we considered evildoers. But, Father God, you said in your word, that's your job. Judgment is yours. Love is ours. So, Father God, I just lift up 
my mother. I pray, Father God, that the pools of bitter water would be poured out so that there could be room for you to be poured in. And that her last years will be her best years. Father God, I ask for an encounter with you. Lord, she sees in the spirit both good and bad. Father, open up her eyes where she's blinded so that she can see you, God. Merciful God, my prayer for my parents is that they would not leave this earth without an encounter with you, God. They confess that you are their Lord, that you are their Savior. But, Father, I don't see that they ever truly made you Lord. I thank you, Father, that the fear of the Lord never left them, God. So there is a remnant of you throughout our generations. But, Father God, I ask for the fire of the Holy Spirit to be released in our generations, beginning with our elders down to our babies, that the fire of God would be released and that it would burn up everything that does not look like Jesus. Father, some of our babies are born with false identities because while they were even in the womb, They were being set up by the enemy. Some of your people, Daddy, have never known peace. But you promised them peace because you're the Prince of Peace. So we ask for release of your peace, a peace that passes all understanding, God. Father God, some of us have been taught not to trust any man.
And we don't realize, Father, that we've thrown you into the mix. But you are not a man that you should lie. We thank you, Father. Wow, Father. Wow, Father. We thank you, Abba, Father, that even when you created the heavens and the earth and you put man in the garden, in Adam was everything that he needed, including Eve. So we thank you, Daddy God, that everything that we need, you have already given us. We just need to lay aside the sin and the weight that does so easily beset us so that we can run the run that you've called us to. Father, help those that feel so overwhelmed. I'm seeing our seniors and our young people. Because there has not been a bridge built that truly many of our seniors inch by inch, little by little, abdicated their positions. Now we are two generations of young adults that need to be healed and delivered, that need to be parented, because we lost sight of training up the generations in the fear of the Lord. Father God, we pray for those that are seniors, those that are close to passing over, We pray for salvation and deliverance. We pray for the joy of the Lord, God, to fill them. 
We pray that they would hope again. We bind the enemy that would try to steal all residue of dignity. Every mocking spirit. We ask for peace, God. Peace in their souls, Father. Many of our seniors are raising grandchildren and great-grandchildren on fixed incomes. And everyone goes about their business as if this is normal. And our young people are finding themselves in their 20s and 30s and don't know how to take care of themselves. Father God, we need a recreated miracle, not just in our body. but in the body of Christ. Father God, we can't preach this fast enough or teach it fast enough, even if the audience was really ready to receive it all. So we know, Daddy God, that this must be a move of your spirit. To infuse Our church services with such a presence of you, God. Father, we have actually designed services around the sickness of this current generation, the inability and unwillingness to be still and to be focused and to be quiet. But Father, you said, and you told Joshua to meditate on the word day and night, and then you would have good success. We're not being taught to meditate, to wait. We have McDonald's services. Father God, where it's effective, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. But Father God, Raise up a fat generation, a faithful generation, a generation that's available to you, that's teachable, 
Father, Jesus was the son of a carpenter. From 13 until 30, he learned his trade. Father, some of our 30-year-olds have such a spirit of slothfulness. That even if their father had an, a business to inherit, they could not step into the ring and run it. God, we lift up that generation, Father. We pray for deliverance for our children and our children's children, for our parents, and we're asking for a miracle, God, to move through your body Deliver us, set us free. Let forgiveness be daily. Forgive us, Father, as we forgive others, God. We forgive others, God, so that we can be free to serve you. So where the bitter waters of unforgiveness still exist, God, we ask that you would pour it out, for we choose forgiveness this morning. For we realize, Daddy, that everyone deserves to be forgiven. Even if the consequences aren't sweet, you forgave us. You forgave us, Father. And we are grateful, Lord, for your forgiveness. In Jesus' name, amen. Anyone have a prayer request? Anyone want to jump in? It's fine with me if you do. I think I'll spend the next time, the rest of the time. I think I'm going to. Um, spend time just thanking God. You know, I thank God for being healer. 
I thank God that he's teaching us. And even when I was praying for my mom, the the symptoms of the Parkinson's diseases and the various things. But sometimes we focus on the symptom and not the root. So I want her healed. I want that to be her testimony. (laughs) But I want her free. I want to see once again the eyes of the woman that was fascinated with life. Filled with hope and could do anything that she put her mind to. That was a fighter that had fought to even exist in the world. Moreover, I want to see in the life of my mother the woman that told me about the Creator and His Son, Jesus. And my heart cry is that they don't leave this earth without recommitting their lives to Christ. So in the name of Jesus, I disannul any covenant agreements that was made Because of the pain, the anger, the shame. Father, you said whoever sins, I forgive or forgiven. So, Father God, I forgive them of their sins, their shortcomings. And I forgive every person that has abused them in their behalf. Father, open the floodgates of heaven to permeate their atmosphere. Ah, so much. I want them to see you, God. And you know, once we get to eternity, it may not matter whether a lot of these things, but Father, I want to know that their eternity will be spent with you. In Jesus' name, amen. 
I heard a stirring. Anyone want to add? Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we bless you today. We glorify and honor you, God. I come in agreement with my sister. And I pray, oh God, that your will will be done. I come against every stubborn will. In the name of Jesus. And I bring down the walls of rebellion. And anything that would come against the true purpose and plans of you in the lives of pastor's parents, God. Lord, that they would come to know you in the new and living way while they are yet here. In Jesus' name, I pray comfort to my pastor's heart, oh God. I realize and I know that she trusts you beyond anything. And she knows that you are able to do great and mighty things. As she said, you're a sovereign God. Deal with the hearts of the people. Cause them, O oh God, renew in them a desperation for you. That they may seek you with their whole heart. Heal them, the hurt. Remove. Remove the mindsets that would cause them and that would hinder them from seeking you. In the name of Jesus, we thank you for forgiveness. The enemy likes to bind us up with unforgiveness, God. We come against that in the name of Jesus. And Father, we thank you because I see them healed and whole and delivered. In the name of Jesus. Father, I pray for those who are in the valley of decision. Those that have decisions to make, those that are in a quandary about what to do. They're at a fork in the road. Father, I thank you for wisdom. I thank you for clarity. I thank you for direction. 
In the name of Jesus. Combine the spirit of fear. And help them, oh God, to realize and to know and to trust you in their decision-making. In Jesus' name. Father God, we're just grateful. We're grateful. We're grateful. We're grateful. We're grateful. We're grateful for this new season. And we thank you, God, for another opportunity to get this thing right. We thank you for another opportunity to follow you and to co-labor with you in this next leg of this journey that you have us on. And we're excited for what it is that you have for us. And we look forward to moving with you and to discovering everything that you are planning to bring or planning to reveal. We pray for the souls of those that are attached and the souls that will be impacted by what it is that we do, what it is that we say, how we exhibit your love, your agape. And we speak salvation to all of those in our sphere of influence, God, that they may come to know you are the living God, the Savior, the Deliverer. There's so many facets to you. God, but they, they would just come to know you, period. And that you would reveal yourself to them. as you bring them into the kingdom. We thank you, O God, for being able to disciple these that you will bring to us. We're grateful for the opportunity, Lord. We love you, we honor you, and we adore you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Anyone else? If not, I'm going to go ahead and close this morning. Thank you for joining us this morning. It's been a little quiet on the sanctified line this morning, but, you know, sometimes it's just in the press, getting up, pressing in, praying with Daddy. So join us every morning, 6.30 to 7, well, 
We try to stop at 7.30. We run a little over sometimes, but that's okay, too. Uh, You can dial in 724-444-7444, call ID 138-768, Monday through Friday, Eastern Standard Time. So until tomorrow morning at 6.30, be blessed. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.